Well, markets have been a bit more positive over the last 24 hours. Maybe it's because the bond markets in the US have been closed. But we are seeing a rise in some equities and even numbers which might seem bad, like Australia's job numbers yesterday, actually offer glimmers of hope when you look into it. The key is looking forwards, not looking backwards, and having a little faith and a bit of patience. It's Friday, the 12th of November, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has risen again. Look, it's it's less to do with a rise against the yen and the Swiss franc, although it is up against both of those. But it's more to do with the fact we've had a quarter percent fall in the euro, a three quarter of a percent rise against the Canadian dollar and a half percent fall in the Aussie dollar. The Aussie dollar falling below 73 US cents, the lowest it's been for a month. Stocks in the US have leapt back a little bit as well. Uh, well, well, most of them have. The Nasdaq, uh, at any rate, it's up 0.8 percent. The Dow is down a quarter percent, though. Uh, European stocks are on the rise. The FTSE 100 up 0.6%. The Eurostoxx 50 up 0.2%. Bonds are calmer. Well, it has been Veterans Day in the United States, so the markets have been closed. That might have something to do with it. Uh, But we've had small rises in yields in Europe, but 10-year gilts are flat today. And oil is down almost half a percent uh, fall in Brent and WTI. But that is, of course, on top of yesterday's big falls. Of course, Brent is worth 82.30 right now. The main thing is the the steep ascent from September and October seems to have stalled for now. And I did say yesterday that uh, I was going to try and be more positive today because I think I was a glass half empty guy yesterday. It sounds like the markets are doing a bit of that too. And he's the man who always spreads cheer. David DeGarris, um, you know, the problem is you can get obsessed with looking backwards, can't you? So you can you can look at Australia's employment numbers, for example, and say, oh, that's bad. A forty six thousand fall in Mm. October we saw yesterday. Mm. But Mm. lockdowns were on and there were positive signs in amongst that as well, weren't there? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we for example, New South Wales is doing better than Victoria because New South Wales came out of lockdown earlier. So there's a positive sign. How many so far? Correct. Yeah, I think it's just a simple case, isn't it, of when you unpack the numbers and when the survey was taken. Yeah. uh, From 26th of September to the 9th of October. Now, technically, that's even before, you know, New South Wales came out of lockdown, Mm. Phil. So the fact we did did know that that New South Wales employers were on the hunt for employees, you know, from from late September, you know, they could see things were changing. Uh, and Victoria not even out of lockdown until later in the month. So I think, you know, that, it's hard to get away from that um, from that explanation, I think. The interesting thing for me, Phil, was that not only did New South Wales employment rise, what was it, 22,000, but the gross rise in employment was 189,000. You had 169,000 that, that declined, you know, left jobs and so forth in in, uh, in in New South Wales. Now, I know it's only one month, but usually when you've got signs of higher labour turnover, that's a sign of a pretty healthy jobs market. You know, we've yeah. talked about that in the US market, exactly. right? So, yeah, and in the UK, the great resignation, it seems to be happening everywhere, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, seeing jobs elsewhere, taking up other opportunities. Yeah, problem with that is, of course, it adds to inflation, doesn't it? <laughs> when people are leaving to get better pay, uh, which doesn't help. So I saw a, saw a very nice quote today that uh, you would like, Phil, it said on a long enough timeline, isn't all inflation transitory? So uh, there you go. <laughs> well, look, we get consumer inflation expectations out this morning, don't we, from the Melbourne Institute. Interestingly, they fell in October. Uh, so I can imagine we, we would expect it to rise a little bit from the 3.6% it was. But those numbers, I don't know how, how credible they are. Are, but they seem to be all over the place. They've been up and down all year. Mm, yes, a lot of these surveys, including the University of Michigan survey, which will be out tonight, mm. they tend to follow whatever the latest inflation numbers have said. I mean, 
Uh, you and I have enough trouble talking about inflation and what's what's driving it and so forth. So, what does the man in the street to know yep. about you know the official inflation numbers? What they read on the front page of the newspaper? If yep. people read newspapers these days, or on social media, more likely, of course. Yeah, Instagram. Is- does it does inflation make it to Instagram? I'm sure. I'm Probably. sure it does with a very nice photograph uh, to go with it. Exactly. So, look, I mean, so the, the it was good news, really. It was a bad number, but it was good news because we saw uh, New South Wales coming out of it quite well. We saw a rise in the participation patient rate uh, so all of that was mm. all of that was was fairly positive wasn't it so hopefully yep, yep, a big yep. bounce back there we are that's what i sound like when i'm being positive uh well now, done can i be positive about the uk gdp number because the progress has slowed there that was the other big stat wasn't it for the last 24 hours it has year on year 5.3 percent to september it was 6.6 percent for the year to august that's quite a drop here's a positive one though if we look month on month because i it's we've got to be very wary of base effects on all of this haven't we you know what was happening last year if we look at month on month because seasonality I think that's better seasonality is a bit hard isn't it right now uh, because you know indeed indeed i i think you know the, the the pace did pick up in the month of september yeah and you could say well, you know, if we remember back you know um it was the end of summer uh people were still sort of on semi-holidays then uh, you know the the tourism and um accommodation industry was still extremely busy you know but there's no denying that after the reopening rush through uh, April, May, June, July, things have cooled off since then. And, of course, we've had all these news about uh, energy price rises, uh, prices yeah. at the pump and so forth. So it'd be surprising if consumers weren't hunkering down now, you know, in, into the winter. And, of course, we've had rising infection news, at least uh, to that point anyway. So yeah. I, I think, you know, growth is sort of consolidating right now and it'd be hard to think of us going to turn the corner and, and head up higher in in the net for the next few months anyway well yeah and the uk is 2.1 percent below its pre-pandemic peak as far as gdp they're not going to mm-hmm. get obviously not going to get there before the end of the year uh, and quite a bit into next year i suspect i mean if you compare it with europe germany is one and a half percent below its peak so i wonder what you know maybe the bank of england is looking and thinking well i'm glad we didn't raise rates but does it also reduce the chance of a rate rise in december if it looks like the economy is not growing fast enough well, the question is, what key numbers could the Bank of England get between now and then that might get them to change their mind as that they should be? Will it, will it be the numbers be giving them enough comfort mm. that uh, the economy is, you know, is seeing clear air ahead? I doubt it, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, I know they're waiting for labour market reports and so forth, but will that change in the next three, four, five weeks that much? Mm, difficult to say. Um and yeah, then, those labour market reports tend to be over three months anyway. So, how yeah. much do they tell you about the latest month or so, or, or the next few months? Yeah, be a bit premature, wasn't it? Wouldn't it? But uh, you know, rate hike for next year, almost certain, isn't it? I think uh, that's what the market is expecting. I mean, that's the, what he's been saying. <laughs> the ball from the left field could be uh, if the UK triggers Article 16 over the Northern Ireland Protocol and the EU responds by, you know, pulling the free trade agreement. I mean, uh, it sounds a bit drastic, but, I mean, the more you, you you hear about it, the more, I mean, relationships between the UK and the EU aren't great at the moment. Let's put it that way. No, no, that, that's that's very much brewing in the background, isn't it? And it hasn't been resolved. So um, that's definitely out there. I know that... Um, over the same you know, issue. You've been talking... Exactly. So... You know, I think all of the journalists, the press are watching developments on that front. We know talks have been ongoing, but uh, still still not resolved. Look, on the positive side of things, before we move off the UK, uh, yeah. 
COVID cases, you're talking about the fact that cases are quite high, but they're, they're starting to fall 12% down in mm. the last seven days. Fatalities down 4%. The number of people going into hospital is down uh, 11%. 20% of the population now have had a booster jab. That's yes. quite a chunk. Yes, yes. So 80%. Um, so there's interesting stats put out by the Office of National Statistics today, Phil, on uh, antibody levels in the population, particularly the older age cohorts. And um, 80% of 80-year-olds uh, who've had the second jab have now had a booster and 69% of the 70 to 79-year-olds. So what they've found is that antibody levels are rising again in those age cohorts. And that's mm. sort of coincided with, you know, the fallen infections, which has <clears throat> now been going on on a seven-day moving average basis for um, over two and a half weeks now. So um, it, 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 it's quite nice for that to happen into the winter. Yeah. Um, and, and they're the, the most vulnerable groups, as we know. So um, I, I think that sort of gives some, uh, you know, the write-up in the press today, you know, from various um, health ac- academics has been from cautious, cautious optimism to something more positive than that. So I, I take that in quite a positive light, I think. Yeah, and will that increase spending as people are happier to uh, to get out and uh, and do a bit of Christmas shopping, provided uh, they can actually get supplies of what it is they want to buy? Indeed. Market's certainly much calmer after yesterday's uh, US inflation numbers, aren't they? As I said earlier, it's Veterans Day, but the US dollar is still rising. Futures are suggesting bond yields will rise uh, once markets reopen on, on Friday morning. But we can see there's, there's a, a lot more risk appetite around, isn't there? There is. Uh, so, if, you know, if, you, you wouldn't have been surprised to come in today, Phil, and find that equity markets were more jittery than, than they are. And indeed, in the US, you know, we've got the headwind of um, the high US dollar into, uh, you know, we know that such a high proportion of sales of S&P companies are, are offshore, so the higher US dollar is not doing them any favours right now. And I, I know if it's good for importers, but for exporters, it's not. So, um, and of course, the the turmoil that we've seen in break-even inflation rates and bond markets this week after the uh, the CPI. So we've had sort of markets whipped from one extreme to the other in in less than a fortnight now. But um, equity markets. Positive as far as we know. Of course, the US Treasury market's closed today, and we'll see how we go at the end of the week uh, when the market opens tomorrow. Now, uh, on inflation, Larry Summers uh, talking on CNN. He reckons the White House is behind the curve. Uh, Mm. He said, uh, look, you know, they said it was transitory. It doesn't look transitory. They said it was all due to a few specific factors. Doesn't look like it's going to be a few specific factors. They said when September came and people went back to school that the labour force would grow. And that didn't happen. Uh, this man needs mm. this man needs to get a positive attitude, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> I think you, I think you need to have a talk with him, Phil. <laughs> I write all his material, so um, uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, the, the, I guess the, I mean it's more of an issue for the Fed than it is for the White House. But uh, one it thing is, he was saying, indeed. one thing he was saying, the extra spending that, uh, that that Joe Biden is pushing ahead isn't isn't going to yes. make inflation worse. No, 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 and I think that's quite that was quite interesting, wasn't it? That. Mm. One, because it's spread over a longer period of time, and two, because it's, it's funded from taxes. So in terms of its net fiscal impact. It's not new money. But, uh, and I just see press reports where the administration starting to get that money to work in starting to unclog ports and so forth. So, I, you know, there's some little glimmers of supply side hope there mm. beginning to appear from that. But um, it's hard to argue that, 
if it's well-targeted infrastructure spending to repair or to augment uh, infrastructure, well, it can only help the supply side, can't it? But usually these things, Phil, take a long, long period of time to come through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the question is how long, isn't it? No one knows the, the answer to that one. Uh, industrial production for the euro area. Today we get the Michigan consumer sentiment uh, tomorrow morning. I think you mentioned that. We get their inflation expectations as well. We get the jolts, the job openings for the United States. But we know that they are strong. It's a question of how many of them actually turn into uh, people being employed. Otherwise, it's pretty quiet. We get a lot of China numbers on Monday, don't we? We get their retail sales and we get the US uh, retail sales as well. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because we've seen this part of that slowdown in GDP in the UK has been because there's been less consumer spending. It's going to be interesting to see whether that's a theme that's following around the world. Indeed, indeed. So we'll see what uh, Monday brings us. But for now, that's it. Good to talk, Dave. Cheers, Phil. There we are. Did I sound positive enough today? I really could be in real estate sales, couldn't I? Uh, That's it for the morning call. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Have yourself a great weekend. See you on Monday morning. Thanks for listening.